0: Perfect. Oh, gravity. here we are again we're back we're back for the beginning of block three play-to-one and this is gonna be a fun one folks
1: fuck i just woke up guys oh man
0: we i have been personally looking so forward to this, to this i've this been episode, very excited to, to this for tasting. this tasting episode
1: we've been sitting on beers for a hot second waiting for this episode um for those fans who are just tuning in, I just woke up and uh, we actually recorded the first recording of this block was not the first episode of this block. So we are actually going in a little bit of a weird order this time around. And, it's uh, a
0: weird time. So we had to do and things. We, we had little... to adjust.
1: We had to evolve. We had to, yeah. we had to create something. And so it's kind of weird to be coming at this now. It actually feels we like might, a whole new tasting episode.
0: We, we might honestly release Block 3 all as one chunk <laughs> at this point by the time we get around to finishing everything. I'm so glad I'm not part of
1: the tech of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even actually make it coherently on time. To just a tasting episode these days. So, well, yeah, let, let, alone uh, the, let alone the audio Let alone work the audio, yeah, no, this is and not... The, much. And
0: and the video work, those which those is-
1: 11, 12 people who really appreciate Final Gravity, I just want to make it known that, that you and Josh do so much work on this, and I do literally <laughs> dick shit. I have an opinion on this well, episode, and I'm okay here's, with that.
0: Here's the thing. We all bring a proper <laughs> element to this. Your skill lies locked in your giant head. The rest of us have technical abilities to do the rest of this. The
1: rest of us have real skills, and you're an asshole. So we're really glad to have someone who splits the difference. And that's what
0: Josh is for. Josh has the technical skills and the social acuity to keep all of us balanced.
1: Well, <laughs> I appreciate both of you. It is good to be back and doing an episode.
0: You uh, damn right. I'm
1: stoked to say that
0: it um, always is. So, CJ, what what, what, are, what are we drinking that? What are we tasting on? let's, well, give, let's give them a rundown before so, we get into it.
1: So, Plato three. Or are we on Plato three? Yeah, we're on
0: Plato one. Plato one. Tasting. Excuse me. Tasting.
1: That's right. Block. We're on block three. Thank you, block Josh. Three, we're on yeah, block yeah. three. It's a lot of numbers to keep track of, and this shit.
0: It's literally three numbers.
1: Uh, it's a lot for me, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's. <cool. laughs>
2: A lot of drugs.
1: One, two, five, um,
2: three, sir. Three.
1: Block three is, is, <laughs> we, we've kind of, uh, informally decided is going to be skewed toward loggers. And we've, uh, we, when we had the original conversation on this episode, we talked about actually, uh, uh, not domestic loggers. Um, uh, I think everybody at this table, uh, Josh, you especially, as, as certain pictures on your wall will show, have a fondness for imported loggers. Hit it. Hit it. Let's see it. Give us a little shot of that loving, that loving thing right there. That uh, monstrosity on your wall.
2: He froze again. Yeah, he, he, he oh, did. no. Uh, I'm, I'm not in my camper tonight. I'm actually up in the house tonight.
1: So. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah, okay. there,
0: there is no metal Corona sign yep. hanging oh, in the background. No, but okay.
2: I do have an empty Corona bottle that I finished pre-episode. So uh,
1: it's, it's almost just as good,
0: Jeff. Well, right now, people are looking at your chest and, and beard. Oh, there he is. Yeah, he we actually
1: in. froze on your hairy man chest. Oh. Which actually emasculated me, Josh. and I need you to know that—that I I feel less of a man because of that. I don't. I I have. I became one with the bears in my time spent in
2: the woods of Montana.
1: That's that's a beautiful chest, dude. Uh, You can't. I
0: would not look right
2: (laughs) if I were covered in hair
0: like that.
1: You'd look interesting if you were covered in
0: There's no. It'd be different.
1: It would. I would. <laughs> what's no. what's uh, the Adams family? Uh, it, it's the like cousin it. Cousin it. it. You'd, yeah, you'd that's that's right kind there. of
0: what would be would be <laughs> happening. Like I don't have the fucking surface area on my skin to yeah. perpetuate a hairy chest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if it's related. I've seen some small dudes that are very, very, very hairy.
0: Yeah, but they, they might be That's short, true. but they're probably like stockier fellows. That's, I mean, I've, I, I don't know. It's just, can we talk about the beer we're gonna drink tonight? <laughs> well, you're, d- you're done on body hair. You want to, you want to move? From you're body the one hair? that brought it up. I'm just
1: curious. Okay. Um. So anyway, we've been we've been on a lager train for a hot second, and uh, so I decided too that maybe this tasting episode we'd try, and, which we haven't been able to do 100 percent yet. All get beers we could taste together. So I went to one of our ordering sites. Um I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called a craft shack. Called and costs
2: a lot to ship. It
1: costs a lot to ship, dude. To get
2: beers to people <laughs> right <now>. expansivebeer.com.
1: <laughs> if there is one extra user this just tuning in right now, I just want to say we've addressed this a couple times already on the show that that uh that uh and I'm 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 relatively new to Montana still. I'm two years into living in Montana. Getting craft beer out here is hard and when a third of our membership uh in terms of uh in terms of a show and when gosh 150% of the heart and that's you Josh moved away which i respect we had the increasingly difficult um concept of how do we all taste beer together cuz Josh lives in a place for those of you who don't know who who that has great access to beer largely and fully and we live in a place that Josh has moved from that has very shitty access to beer we have some great beer in Montana. We have some excellent beer in the far Valley. We have Valley. some
0: great local beer, but as far as like
1: being able to get things local beers. from... Right. We, we do have some double local beers. I'm not trying to knock that. But but what also makes your local beers better, and that's been proven in science, or your local anything better has been proven in science, is access to outside product that mm-hmm. is comparable to keep the competition up. And half the time we get good stuff in Montana that I've seen, it's date-coded out by at least a month, and it's mm-hmm. it's just it's just not... It's not represented. Well, yeah, because of what it had a, it had to see. travel from where
0: it was through right, down right, through totally, California, totally, up totally. through Arizona, but there's also Utah. Those, there's
1: also those state restrictions we have that make it very hard for outside product to actually even get here in the first place. You know, you know, it sits in a warehouse for like at least a week when it gets here before yeah. it can even go anywhere. And for beer lovers, like that's frustrating because we're like, I want to drink that shit. Anyway, we used uh, I, I, I jumped on I jumped on the uh, the. Uh, the old internets and, and bought us some beer. Shipping was fucking expensive. Tea, you covered getting it to 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 uh, to Josh, which Lee. was
0: half as expensive as getting it to here.
1: The beer,
2: and that's what what's cost more to badges. ship
1: than it did to make. And I can say that very comfortably and also very <laughs> frustratingly. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, this is not to knock our crumbling mail system, but uh, we're not going to do that in this episode. Uh, the point is, Josh, we're
0: eventually going to talk about how crappy the post office is and how much UPS sucks How, how Well,
1: how underfunded. T- how, well, it's the a, fact, underfunded, it, it's, yes. It's a, it's a joke. But anyway, tonight we're going to drink some lagers. Tonight we're going to drink four very good loggers, And tonight we're going to start with a lager that when you guys took a trip and you guys both got to go to Portland, Oregon... This brewery you were you came back raving about.
2: Oh god!
1: And what was funny is that, so um, and I remember giving you guys some so some excited. options, and you hit. I think you hit about thirty percent of what I gave you, which is you know pretty fair for a recommendation standpoint. But this was the brewery that you you both came back, and then and, and what I picked up uh, is in your own words, you both had wonderful things to say about it. And I've met this brewer. His name is Kevin Davies. The brewery is Wayfinder. And they opened up in Portland, I want to say, 20, and and if you guys know better than me, correct me, 2017, I think, is when they opened, 2016,
0: 2017. Yeah, it's, it's, it's within the last no. five years for yeah. sure. I don't remember the exact With uh, the whole year.
1: implicit thing being that they were going to focus on um, on German lagers. And that is and has proven to be a hard niche to jump into in the beer world because we live in a society that is so focused on the hazy IPA, the gimmick, what's coming next, the big adjunct stouts, all, all these over. interesting sexy things. And 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 loggers have largely fallen by the wayside. There are breweries, especially in metropolis areas like Von Ebert and things like that in Portland, again, or Wayfinder that are proving you can do otherwise, but it's a hard thing to step into a market and say, My focus <laughs> is going to be Pilsner in America. <laughs> you know, my focus is going to be Hellas. Um and uh, I know we're, we're obviously – we're back on plate to one even though we've had an educational episode. So I I, uh, I feel like I don't have to explain those. But for those of you tuning in again, um, lagers, a, it's about process. It's a very specific thing that you do to make this very clean and approachable and sexy and specific beer. Um, and so from a profit margin standpoint, it does make a lot of sense to say I'm going to – I'm going to put this as my poster child. Yeah. And for the record, Wayfinder, I'm sure you guys had another. Makes great IPAs too. Makes great other things. But to say like
0: we're going to put the their, backbone of our brewery, their lager game on loggers is,
1: is a gambit that you you better come into that knowing you're swinging the biggest stick in the game. You better come into that knowing. <coughs> um, and and, a, and a, a shout out to Green home Ocean. brewers who are listening. Um, something that I know I've talked to you about is like if you have the ability to try a logger please do because it will teach you more about your brewing and such a small process than, than just about anything else you can. I mean, you can buy I, the, I newer- look,
0: I look forward to ruining a home. Brewery. Yeah. Not wow. even, not even like ruining it, but like trying to like, I, the farthest <laughs> I've come right now is doing, is, is doing a Kolsch, a Lagerdale. It yeah. came out really good. But if I try to do a full, uh, uh, stylistic, like, bohemian or czech pilsner or uh, german lager or something like that the the flaws are going to show themselves in the most i wouldn't say extreme ways but so much more so than they would if i were still brewing ales or porters or ipas or, or things of that nature where things get hidden like what you're talking about like homebrewers out there like even if you only do it once it's going to show you all of the flaws that are in your system and your process right. for you exactly. to make better beer in the future.
1: And it's going to force you yeah. to to use a very simple and defined process to create your style. Um, you know, in ale brewing, the, 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 book, the book's kind of open to do whatever you want to do. In lager brewing, you kind of have to play the playbook that's already been set up for you <clears throat> And play it well, and that defines your style. Not your create. You know, for me, it was always hard because I want to use a new ingredient or I want to um, try this new technique. And again, I won't be uh, cornered into into saying that that's not appropriate in loggers from time to time. But when you're first starting to learn the game, loggers provide you with this very specific path. You know, we've been doing this thing for thousands of years. Don't fuck with it. Just walk the way we've shown you how to walk. And being someone who's very anti-establishment, I find that actually very peaceful. The idea the, 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 when you look at what happens when you brew an IPA versus what what happens when you brew I find that very peaceful that you can just come in and say like this is my this is my process. This is what I got to do. Today this is it kind of feels like you're you're a monk when you're brewing. And and I mean obviously that's more akin to Belgian traditions but you know Germanic was Right up there, back in the day, it, it kind of feels like when you got to do that process, you just walk in and you just know you got to just hit these points to mm-hmm. make this very clean and precise beer.
0: I kind of i got oh. a sense of that when I was brewing the Kolsch, but I mean, I'm going to do a beer to guard next, and then I think I'm going to start looking at like lagers and pilsners this for this summer because. After spending some time and electrocuting myself once, I was able to rewire my air conditioner <laughs> and create a lagering fermentation chamber.
2: So I think it'll be a fun rabbit hole. I think hole it's only electrocuted out. if you die. I think it's just shocking yourself Ooh, if you survive. That is a
0: good, yeah, that's one or the other. That's fair. Either way, there was <laughs> a, a, a 110 volts that ran pretty well up my arm. <laughs> You know, and I was just like, okay, I'm going to take a break and go smoke a cigarette. I, I can still feel it. Well, that's, that's how, that's It's been Spider-Man three weeks. Created. I can still how feel Spider-Man it. That's
1: Spider-Man was created. You're good. You're fine.
0: Oh, that's man. I want to get bit by a radioactive spider. Anyway, let's get into this first beer.
1: Let's start drinking. So real quick, in case we forget to go through, what we should go through with you guys tonight is every beer that we're going to drink. We are going to drink a Hellas Lager from Wayfinder. We are going to drink a Mexican Lager from Alesmith, a Mexican Lager from Belching Beaver, and a open fermented black lager from OEC Brewing. And I do want to go into more about those breweries as we drink them. But if we miss that, I just want you guys to have the information so you can look it up yourselves as well. Most days, breweries are pretty Johnny on the spot about having their websites um, up to date. Thank you, T, for pouring. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, crack into this Hell's Lager with us, bro. Let's drink some Wayfinder.
2: I got it right here. I would fun. like to note on the uh, on the can they actually specify which glassware you should be using um, and they have the check mark on the mug. so I picked my mug today.
1: Good for you <laughs> nice that was you know I will say that when I, the last time I was at wayfinder too something I was impressed with was they had they had a a uh, when you go into a craft cocktail bar, there's a diversity of glassware. <laughs> These days, when you go into a beer bar, you usually see maybe two types. And Wayfinder has several different like types of traditional German <laughs> glassware for their beer. And, um uh, that, it, it, it does add to the experience. I don't care what you say, man. I mean, I, I, I normally drink most of my Fuck alcohol at home good. out of a coffee mug, but it adds to the experience to have proper glassware. Um, Josh is drinking out of a mug, which, more power to you. I'm drinking out of my classic mm-hmm. little uh, uh, 16 ounce tulip. Cousin T drinking out of kind of a modified tulip shape. There, beautiful. It's, it's more of a uh, what's that other chalice or snifter? Kind yeah, of a style. Kind of a that's an, that's, you're that's more a, on that snifter goblet. I don't. That's a very yeah. interesting glass type.
0: Yeah, shout out to um, Poor Decisions Tap Room. But it has the, a,
1: it has a beautiful direction to the shape of the glass. so I'm sure it's uh, you know.
0: It's appropriate. It's appropriate. Oh man, this beer this is a super bright beer. Do
1: you guys already drink some of this? I haven't. Even, I haven't. I have drank it. Yet. I, I, I took a little
0: I've been, taste. I've been I'm sipping. just sniffing the shit out of it. But fuck, that is a bright. It's, it's perfectly straw-colored. Fucking bright. hells.
2: I will say, um, allergies aside, you get a lot of yeastiness on the nose of that one.
1: It is. You're mm-hmm. right. You're right. That is. That is like bread yeast on the nose. Uh, on the Nost? On the yeah. Nost? <laughs> on the Nost? On the Nost you get that on the yeast. No, that, is, that is like <laughs> sourdough bread yeast.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: Straight up Saccharomyces fucking lager strain. That is so clean.
2: That's oh. just such a light beer.
0: I don't know how cold you're drinking
1: it, Josh. We've had it sitting out for about 10 minutes uh, from my outside fridge, which is a great cellaring fridge and not a great immediate drinking fridge. So, I again, I, because I just woke up half an hour ago, I apologize for that. But we're drinking this probably at – I mean, honestly, we're drinking it at probably, an honest to God, good temperature. About forty-eight degrees. Um, so I don't know if you're drinking it cold. I'm probably
2: right about there too.
1: I've got a ton of carbonation still rising from the beer. Mm-hmm. It's it's really gorgeous Yours to Yours has look at, m-
0: way more than mine. Which might be... Mine, that mine be,
2: poured super heady. Did it? Did it? Hmm. Yeah. yeah. The, I mean, and it's, of course it's there still is this, got like, a good, difference in elevation between you guys and me, so... That's, that's fair. That's a big thing. I that's mean, a it's a still got a, a,
0: a decent head retention. Like, the foam is grabbing the glass, like, properly, but it's kind of just... It's dissipated. It's only around the edge.
1: The the one thing I would say is that for, for lager styles, I expected more head retention, but, um, you know, that being said... It's it's also out of a can, and I'm I'm going to go ahead and give that a hard pass quickly. I'm not, I'm not going to judge the beer and simply on its on its aesthetic.
0: According to their description, uh, brilli- brilliantly effervescent with floral, noble hop aroma. This was in a 16 ounce can, four point seven percent.
1: There is that. I, I, I I'm I'm going to go ahead and give it this right off the bat. The hop balance for a lager is perfect. Oh. the balance in this beer is perfect. This is sexy as fuck.
0: This is why I like and yeah. talk this is, so much about Wayfinding. This Wayfinder. has
1: got some really gorgeous floral notes. You could skew from garden flowers to as specific as geraniums or lavender in a weird way without being I soapy. Gonna, I was
2: about to say lavender. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. it has
1: a lavender touch to it without being soapy in any way. It has this beautiful geranium, um note, which for you uh, for you beer nerds, that's a, it's a very specific uh, compound found in hops that is a floral uh, character. Um, geranium, geranium, and uh, yeah, it, it just finishes with with pilsner malt base that is so sweet and nutty and fucking. Good. I would drink
0: the shit out of this all day on the river, and probably oh like on the river off. It doesn't matter. Like,
2: yeah, that's <sighs> tasty, dude. And for, that's a, that's a sun drunk beer.
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't even like. This is why I enjoy drinking beer because at four point seven percent, with how tasty this thing is. I can drink this all day long and is probably 4.7 is that was 4.7.
1: I also did a bad yep. thing hosting this tasting episode and we're all learning things as we do all these episodes. I forgot to introduce the beer with its actual ABV, 4.7%. Mhm. This
0: You is can drink these all delicious. day long and really never get buzzed. Like you would probably get a good That's mild buzz. This is a but good, I mean uh,
2: this is a good sun drunk beer because you get more ah. drunk by sitting out in the sun all day than you do by drinking the beer.
0: <laughs> good point. That's a very, okay, good point. Like,
1: Pilsner malt to me, that German Pilsner malt, um, and we use it a lot in Saisons and such at the brewery that, that I work at, um, always gives off that wonderful, what I can only describe as like Teddy Graham kind of oh, flavor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that, like that, remember the, remember yeah, the honey yeah. Teddy Grahams? Mm-hmm. Remember the honey flavor Teddy Grahams? That's oh, That's yeah. what Pilsner malt tastes like to me. And this beer has that. But it is quenchingly dry,
0: even for a cold. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the dryness. Or hell,
1: I'm sorry, it's a hell. So I, I'm sorry, I don't want to confuse well, the, styles. The,
0: the dryness for me comes like underneath my tongue, where like the rest of my mouth is still salivating for more.
2: Yeah, as far I, as like the like carbonation, pound, it's man. almost like drinking a champagne. <laughs> as far as the mouth feel, the carbonation
1: yeah. is is ripping, and it's not aggressive. But you're right, Josh. There's like a uh, sensation. That happens when those bubbles hit. Monotonous. Exactly. It's like, mm-hmm. So, it, again, for carbonation, whoever, I mean, whoever's packaging this beer, uh, kudos. And, and, and for Wayfinder for brewing, fucking kudos, cause this is delightful. I'm Wayfinder a- Brewing in Portland, Oregon, guys, if you're ever there, if you ever feel like a need to go seek out good lager beer, seek out Kevin Davies at Wayfinder Brewing in Portland, Oregon. That's not Seriously. even a shameless one, plug. The, the vibe Every there one is of so
0: cool. Everyone this episode
2: loves their shit. Oh dude. my god. Yeah. The vibe is. And it, I mean, great patio, great yeah. vibe, awesome decor. It feels like I just, like you're I just saw that they're, they're are
0: looking to reopen here soon as well. Um, and start being able to serve. Get back as, up and serve. Yep. And, instead of just like deliveries or package pickup. Yeah. They're looking, they're, yeah, Portland's looking still struggling with that a bit.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, I would
0: imagine so.
1: Maybe the shameless plug for this episode uh, should just be a reminder to, um, you know, during these times, especially depending on where you're living. Please go out and support local business, not just breweries, but local business. Uh, flat, Seriously, Flat Tail mm-hmm. Brewing, uh, Josh. I'm sure you heard in, in Oregon is closing because they just can't really they good. can't weather the the times. Yeah. Um. The, you know, I, I speak about Portland because I've lived there, and, and, and you're obviously in Oregon right now. Um. There's been several Portland tours who have said, you know, we can't we can't reopen. We don't understand how to reopen.
2: I know at least four or five restaurants in Bend that are already decided not to reopen ever. And I know there's going to be more that fall after reopening too. So yeah,
1: it's not just a situation where we can sit there and say, you know, we throw money at it. It's like, it'll all be okay. It's like, no, we've actually, we've impacted livelihoods on a very real basis. And, and what's more so is that upon reopening, you're asking people to sign a social contract that says, well, I feel okay to go back to work because I need to. And yeah. that's not what America is about. You should feel okay to go to work because you feel protected and safe at your workplace.
2: Because you want to, not because you feel like you have to. Right. The not idea you feel is like that you want to, life do to do something for so. your country,
1: not, you know, right? Like that's the whole, you know, so it's, it's, it's a, I'm glad to hear they're reopening, and I'm glad to hear that a lot of breweries in, in, in Portland, a lot of businesses are reopening. And again, it's a it's also a it's a stressful time because reopening doesn't necessarily mean going back to work as
2: usual. Oh no! Like and, uh, I've, that's I've been now. having conversations There's with my so sister. So much more cleaning, and uh, her her <laughs> husband, as owns, there should be,
0: owns a bar back in Jersey. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, or maybe it was in prior to an episode. But they. Uh, DJs in Belmar, shout out New Jersey, Teresa and Frank. Um, one of the one of the top bars I'd like along the Jersey coast for that for that region are like they're just beginning to open back up, and they've had to put like uh, they had to close their parking lot, kind of like not not on like uh, back slope in Columbia Falls here in Montana where they actually made their parking lot into a seating area. Yeah, yeah. Because they're not allowed to have people inside yet. Like they can still serve food and you can still go in and get drinks, but all of the space has to be either outside on their patio, down on their concrete patio, or I'm sorry, their porch, their patio, or now in the in the parking lot area. Wow. Or what they call Camp DJ's, which is another area around the back. So it, it, it's a very strange time and people are trying to adjust to like, no one, no one knows what to do right now because no one's ever had to deal with this before. Right. And again, I think
1: we should remind ourselves unprecedented means just that it's not something we're capable of dealing with. Um, you have slammed your glass of this delicious lager. Oh man.
0: I wish it would. Oh,
1: fuck. Um, for, for again, for, for the listeners now, as we talk about this and Josh is I know is uh, on the move. So maybe you get this in the head and maybe you don't. Um, the difference, and and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this as fuck, but we're drinking a helles lager beer, um, which is different than a pilsner lager beer. And the fact that obviously regionally it came about differently, but uh, helles lager is what, what, what people we we were trained in America that pilsners are not hoppy. If you get a German Pilsner, it's by German standards incredibly hoppy. It's uh, akin to the IPA. Uh, Granted, they use noble hops usually and things that are a little softer on the palate, but it's a a very aggressively hot beer.
0: They have some really fun branding on their can, too. Yeah. It says stalk us at wayfinder.beer, which is is fun. Uh, Recyclers do it over and over again, so obviously, like, recycle (laughs) the cans. I love the instructions. It says, one, open, two, drink. (laughs)
2: <laughs> mysteriously delicious the
0: mysteriously delicious is a great tagline
1: i I, like, I love it i like everything about wayfinder kevin davies is one of the sweetest human beings in the world this is a personal shout out to him from cj mueller uh thank you for teaching me the way that you taught me you're a great brewer um
2: he does good shit
1: we just drank the hellas lager from wayfinder brewing it's delightful it's fucking delightful. 304
0: Southeast 2nd half, Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Go get them, kids. Go
1: get them. Really enjoy that shit. I can't promote that. Stick them. They're killing it. <laughs> Get on them. All right.
2: What's next? The stock. Originally,
1: them. when you guys talked to me about this episode, we talked about this being a Mexican lager episode, like we've already mentioned, because uh, because especially, I know Josh and I, I don't want to speak for you, Cozy T, but uh, Josh and I have a profound love for the cheap Mexican lager. And, Funk, yeah. uh, so we, I went out and see, <laughs> in see, in search of some, uh, craft beer Mexican lagers. I
0: mean, I, I do enjoy a Corona or Pacifico or a Modelo here and there and Modelo Negro every once in a
1: while. Right. There you go. Correct me if I'm I wrong. Mean, but, Belching Is Belching Beaver, that's coming out of, is that Colorado or is that Oregon? Anybody I know? think Calo. Calo? Yeah. The next beer we're going to drink is Belching Beaver's Mexican lager. <clears throat> and, uh, for those of you listening, again, the stylistic difference between a Mexican lager and an American lager literally has to do with yep. which Belgian people Beaver. are on which side of the wall oh. we haven't built yet. California we should not. Belgian oh. Beavers in Cali.
2: Yep. Well, well, now we know. Oceanside. Okay.
1: Flip up that can art for a minute, though, and let us just look at how dope that,
2: that can it is. art is. It's, dope. That's pretty that sick. I mean, you that's
1: can sick, you can get dude. closer
0: to the camera than we can, Josh. If you want to show the folks, yeah. Like, uh, the beer is called Buenos Tiempos, a Mexican style lager. Which, correct
1: my poor kitchen Spanish if I'm wrong, is that's just a good time, right?
0: I believe that is what that's that is. That, <laughs> good times. Good times. That's
1: a good time. <laughs> uh, four point, I think
2: proper Spanish should be Tiempos Bueno, right?
0: Uh, so it's gring, it's gringo Spanish. <laughs> so it's gringo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16 ounce that cans.
2: Cali
0: Spanish. 4.8%, so not much outside, like not much higher than the Wayfinder that we previously had. Let's, let's see what it says. Can we just say we love Mexico? The food, the culture, and the beer. We challenged our brewers to come up with a great Mexican-style lager, and they did a damn good job. Crack this open, throw in a lime, sleep on a beach, have a good time. Salute, Tom. Cool.
1: Here's one of the many reasons why I think that you uh, machismo, and you know who you are, beefcake, American flag-wearing shirt motherfuckers, have it wrong, is that it's not just... That that your politics are wrong. It's your beer is wrong. You mm-hmm. guys always want to stick to your Coors Light and shit like that. The Mexican log, look, look, Mexico is just better at making cheap loggers. They're better than us. check the Czech Please. Republic is just better at making cheap loggers than us. The the cheap shitty quote unquote import logger is just better than the American. It is cheap logger. It's just better. Huh. So I can't wait to drink this. Because this is an American made import cheap lager. And by the way, like uh, Josh you're obviously your your import lager is is Corona, right? Like you're you're you are a diehard Corona fan, correct?
2: My, my beer of choice, yeah. Your beer of choice. I'll drink them all. Why nope, we have you on this choice, beer podcast as far as import we still water? Your
1: beer of choice
2: is still Corona. <laughs> As far as cheap <laughs> lagers go, beer of choice Corona. Uh, I'll drink them all, but <laughs>
1: see, your import, your import beer of choice, your of course, your Mexican lager of choice. Unless you you have something that is not from Mexico, you feels better.
0: I mean, it, it's a completely different kind of. It is.
1: It's exactly well, which is why there's there's multiple questions that acknowledge that.
0: If I'm going to drink an imported lager and. <laughs> I can't wait to hear what y'all have to say about this. It's going to be Heineken. Okay, okay,
2: that's I, I do like a good Heineken. Like
0: Heineken is just it's wonderfully light. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's yeah. it's better than drinking fucking butter Bud Lighter like any of that oh, shit. Oh, well, yeah. that's you no, know?
1: that's no, that's no comparison. So I would
0: <laughs> I would rather like, I, and if I had yeah. like if if I walked into a bar and all, my choices were Corona Modelo. Or Heineken, or Pacifico. Honestly, you choose a Heineken. I, I honestly don't know which one I would choose.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. But, but, but obviously, those are good because my 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 beers are. Would you would either be Pacifico or Modelo, and uh, and and honestly, those are just because they're they're the easiest to find in America for their import. I've had um, several other in that
0: in that. I just have drank fan base so that much are Corona. Like Corona has been like. Bludge, like I've been bludgeoned by Corona Sure From like a very young sure. age Like living near the coast and everything Like everyone was always like Let's get fucking 12 cases of Corona and some limes dude I'm like Can we go get something else that doesn't taste Not like shit But tastes better than this
1: Yeah, yeah. Not I that Corona tastes bad well but as well as, uh, if, I'm at a, if I'm at a bar I'm a Pacifico baby I'm a Pacifico baby if I'm if I'm drinking at home and I want that I want that specific taste, uh you know, Modelo, and more specifically for me, Negra Modelo,
0: mm.
1: is is that is a good just. One. It's Mexican- kind of a treat for Mexican, a cheap beer. Mexican dark. It really lager. is. It kind of feels like you're. Well, every time I buy Negra Modelo for myself, I kind of feel like I'm doing that thing where you buy a pint of ice cream that you know that nobody else in the house is gonna eat. Man, that's fucking. Like what a. You're gonna fucking rip apart, dude. mint
0: yeah. chocolate chip.
1: Um, oh yeah, and I don't. Um... While I love Negra with a lime, I don't. I don't. I don't actually fruit my beer anymore. Um, I don't either. Or my, that's a personal thing. Uh, I don't do it. But
0: I get it. I get a, a a yeasty tone on this on the nose as Are well. Are you digging as, into has, it? Has anyone else kind of started digging Those into
2: it? Either, I just looked at it. I've gotten a little bit of yeastiness on that. Yeah, it has. It does have beautiful
1: notice and carbonation. The head dissipated really fucking quick. It did, and it's.
0: Not quite as bright as the the Wayfinder Hellas. Um, Not quite, no.
1: It, it, yeah, that's
0: here's
1: only... here's what I'm getting is I'm getting the very similar mouthfeel on the Pilsner malt. It's it, it is expressing some really nice Graham. Same thing on the carbonation to it. too. Like it's the a round mouthfeel. Playful. Yeah, but it, uh, and obviously Ooh, that's again little,
0: that's different. It's hell very different
1: Hellas to uh, Hellas. To, as we jump into Mexican Lager? It's, it's appropriate. It's, but it's throwing me for a little bit of a loop just the way we've done this tasting and it shows no hop flavor. It shows no hop flavor whatsoever. This is, this is, uh, maybe just, I I don't get anything on the hop.
2: I'm not getting a lot of hops out of it. No, No, I get, I get, um, a bit of stickiness on the back of the tongue though. It's kind of got that, um, it lingers a lot more than that hellas did.
1: Yeah. The hellas was drier. This is sweeter. And I think again, I think that's more stylistic too. And I think especially American breweries. Right? I wonder when, if when that's American what's breweries kind call of... something a Mexican lager, they don't necessarily, funny enough, apply the same principles they apply to it when they work with Germanic brews. You know, they 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 kind of could be. I, I'm not going to say this in a in a in a detrimental way. I'm not going to try and bring in the, um, the 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 race aspect, but they, they get a little like Mexican lager and American brewing to me kind of gives you the the the. Uh, the reach to be a little sloppier um, just by definition. When I drink a Mexican lager, I want a little bit of roundness and sweetness from the malt, but I don't want it to still not be a lager, still clean, crisp and dry. And this, this kind of is roaming the cloying
0: for me. Yeah. And now like after yeah. I, I, my, like my palate has time like to, to process a little bit more. I'm almost getting like a, at this point, like a, like an oatmeal Um. there's a
1: residual roundness in this beer that I don't care for and I'm I'm not I'm not going to wholly attribute it to the beer it might be the temperature it might be the packaging it might be the time that we got it for sure you know I also again full disclosure woke up late put these beers in the back of my fucking jalopy and got them here so it could be a lot of things but um, this is like flavor wise this is a very good beer Mm -hmm. I just feel like I'm lacking something that makes it feel heavy and whether it be carbonation yeah. or whether that be, this just feels cloying and sweet to me and not fun to drink. You know, yeah. like I
2: drink these beers, this kind of beer on a hot, sunny day because it's light and easy drinking and it doesn't sit there. But yeah. this one, this one feels it kind of, heavy sits a little this bit. One kind of hangs out Are for you a while. guys starting
1: yeah. to, on, the, on the next step I taught, are you guys starting to get the corn too? Does mm-hmm. it feel like there's a DMS note to it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. It's a corny note to it. And, and, uh, for again, for those of you beer nerds who are listening, DMS, dimethyl sulfide is the cooked vegetable flavor and beer that often results, re- represents itself as cooked or creamed corn. Uh, but you can also use corn in a beer and that's also very common in, in lagers and in Mexican lagers. Um, and it can have a different flavor. It feels corny and it feels heavy for a lager.
2: It tastes kind of like it's, the smell of F- home-fried corn tortillas. Like, you know, if you're, like, frying your own tortilla chips, that smell that yeah. emanates in the air, yeah, it's got yeah, kind yeah. of the back-end flavor of that smell.
1: The flavor's not offensive to me. It's just heavy. It just yeah, doesn't It just, it just doesn't
2: drink yeah. light and playful. It's got that oiliness and, to yeah, it almost. I, I almost get, like, a...
0: It's slick. Not boozy, but... Um, like there's a uh, texture to it that's very
1: weighty and very oily, and Josh, I think Josh yeah. nailed it. And it's not necessarily boozy or a lot of alcohol. Obviously, it's four point eight percent. It's not by any means diacetyl or things like that. But it's it just feels weighty in a way that I don't can want you it get to get ethanol flavors
0: it, in beer. You know.
1: <laughs> well, absolutely, absolutely, you can. It, oh, feels, yeah. it feels more to me like just when you eat something. I think I think the corn tortilla hit home is like when you when you eat something starchy, it just feels just kind of feels heavy. Yeah.
2: for It's almost 8. like the last, like a bag of Josefina's tortilla chips, you know, okay, where they do get greasier the further down you go. And that last chip, it's still really fucking good. Yeah. But it's I got almost, all that uh, kind of starchy greasiness that has descended from the other chips. And it just lingers there a little bit longer. And now, bit longer. Also, and and now
0: it, I'm just starting to get like a residual like stickiness on my lips and my tongue. Yeah. I think yeah. it's just
1: warming up. I, I will say this. If this beer was ice cold, I wouldn't complain about it, not one
2: bit. It's a good beer. I think a lot of it's the temperature.
1: Uh, a lot of it's the temperature. But but, but that being said, uh, and for our beer listeners, obviously, we generally drink beer too cold. Uh, just like wine, it is meant – if you really want to see the flavor in a beverage and the technique in a, in a maker, it's meant to be drank at a certain temperature. Obviously, again, the Mexican lager, it's a cold drinking beer the fact that we're drinking this at 40 it, it's by no means a warm beer but it's feeling pretty heavy to me and yeah. I'm, not, I'm not enjoying it the way that i want i, I, to.
0: I agree i agree with you on that, that that there's a misconception about like what temperature you're supposed to drink beer at right people are like you should drink it between like 34 and 38 i'm like mm, no no sorry no sorry um for
1: nerds out there uh, ales and, and, and generally warmer, what we call warm weather beers, everything from a pale to a golden to a pilsner to an IPA to whatever. What's a fuck it ever? You usually want to drink that between about 39 at the coldest and 48. And that broad spectrum of temperature will bring about a broad spectrum of flavor change. Um, there are some European ales, porters and stouts even, they tell you you shouldn't be drinking above 55 degrees. Um, it's just—it's all part of this whole thing that we talk about, and we'll continue talking about in this episode, about how beer culture has very much been transformative in our eyes versus wine culture. You know, wine culture was always this very, uh, it was a performance, whereas beer culture was like, we're just fucking slamming beers. Yeah. You know, and, and for a long time in Europe and, and in the history of beer, there was just as an elegant process to drinking beer as there was to wine. Um, yep. and as we drink lagers especially, we should we should be respectful, and we have been. I think about that already. That uh, this this is not a bad beer. That Belching Beaver is being, no by any means.
2: No, um, they did a lot of things really, really well. With I, it. I, I yeah. wish I wish I was drinking it colder,
1: and that's an American in me. But it, 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 it's it's style and it's everything like that.
0: Um, well, I mean, if you think about. The climate of Mexico Right Chances right. are finding A super cold beer Well 50-50 You think about the climate <coughs> Where
1: beer was invented You know In, in Mesopotamia and, 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 and in Egypt And like They They didn't have icebox It wasn't like they were Drinking cold beer back then Right no, You know no. So And then also look And that's at, why look they made flavor. wine We know that was, That, drank that, that, that it chilled like, flavor Does not represent What it really is So it's it's this delicate balance between us being Americans and wanting to drink fucking cold fizzy liquid all the time, and also respecting the fact that flavor is transmitted by heat. By yeah, you know, so
0: like deglazing a fucking pan. So Belching Beaver, we're not knocking
1: you, um, but I would say if you if you pick up this can, my first criticism is is uh, it felt out of balance to me with the sweetness versus the hops. But I know we were just coming off of Hellas. I know we're going into Mexico. I know they're different styles. It just, I kind of wanted, I kind of wanted one more dimension from this beer, mm-hmm. one more thing to say, like wake the fuck
0: up. Yeah, I would, you know? I would, I would give this beer a, a solid six out of ten.
1: Oh, easy. I'd give it a solid seven. I just, and it's not a pissing contest. It's just, I wanted, I wanted the wow factor, and I didn't get
0: it. Yeah, and I think, I think that's why I aired, it was good. like It was good. A little on the lower side because I'm not, I don't like that heavy, like. That heaviness, that residual heaviness that comes at the end of this, like
1: Belching Beaver. Yeah. If you put carapilla like if in a the friend picked up a six <laughs> pack
2: of these and handed me one out at the campsite, <laughs> I would drink it any day of the week. Of course, probably not the six pack I'm grabbing off the shelf yeah. for the no. campsite if, though. If,
1: if this was a little drier, if this was a tiny bit drier, I'd say I'd, I'd dig it a lot more. It's I, I know that drier is not necessarily the standpoint from for a quote unquote Mexican Lager, but if this was. If this beer Well no but from a style standpoint No no no
0: I was just I was laughing back to myself about your comment but like if you're using Karu or Karu take 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 it take out, it out. <laughs> I just I feel like they were
1: I feel like they were intentionally trying to sweeten this beer to make it a Mexican lager and they could have just made it a lager and it would have been great It would have been great. That's not to say Mexican yeah. lagers are not, not great. But uh the, what I mean by that is that uh, sometimes when we chase a style We focus so much on these three or five beers that we've had and not on just like, just make good beer, right? Don't overshoot the mark. Don't don't play too hard toward one side. Let your beer be your beer. It'll be fine. This feels like they were chasing a concept where they're like, yeah, we got to make it a little bit sweeter so it's more approachable. It's like, no, I would have liked this beer drier. Yeah, I really would. This,
0: I mean, this beer was good. I, I agree, good. yeah.
1: This beer was good. It was just too sweet. That was, at the end of the day, yeah, it was there's just too
0: much. Resi- yeah, too much residual sweetness. Um, yeah. Number three. Speaking of Build the Wall, Alesmith Brewing. Oh, are we moving on We're, we to are the Sublime Mexican sublime. Lager? Sublime.
2: Ooh. I, I will say I'm pretty excited about this one because it's made with Sublime, you
0: know? Right. <laughs>
1: I'm actually surprised you don't have a music cut for this.
2: Um,
0: I mean, we we could c- certainly do a music cut for I this. I kind of
1: thought in a weird way that when I picked this beer that, that you would have a music I mean, cut for this.
0: I guess because I didn't – real I, when you first brought them over and I looked at them, I, I looked at them for a moment and then I immediately packaged them to send to Josh. Right. So I didn't actually look at the artwork and the fact that they have – uh, the cover from Forty Ounces to Freedom.
1: Let me just ask you, how hard would it be to put on Santeria for for thirty seconds? Right. Right now. now? Right. And, and, and cut this into the episode. Oh, I mean, you yeah. know, how hard would it be? Oh,
2: I mean, I'm just asking it's, it's you all the all It's going mean, uh, I was here an hour you know, early well, he, today. Well, that up, you know.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it's going to take literally about three seconds because all I have to do is this, and then that.
1: We'll be right back Listen to the smooth sounds Of uh this new band Coming out of the Southern California I calendar. don't I got no crystal ball well, I had a million dollars But I, I'd spend it all If I could find that Hannah And
0: that Sancho that she's found well, I'd pop a cap yeah, I, love the art, I love the artwork on it We can we can
2: talk over the music like, We're good I'm, I'm just sending a Snapchat of this to Todd because I know he loves Sublime as much as we all do. <laughs> awesome.
0: And there's nothing wrong with talking over music.
1: Okay, You know,
0: like we, we, we can keep this rolling for a I mean, I can even turn it down a little bit so it's more like background music. So we're just sitting, we can listen to this while so we drink
2: this. The, the cool thing about this one is it was a beer made in collaboration with Sublime and Alesmith. Okay. To celebrate the release of 40 Ounces to Freedom by Sublime. Um, and and if, so they so wanted to do okay. that. 1994,
0: if I'm correct, 94 was the release of 40 Ounces?
2: I think so. That sounds right. Um, I, I wouldn't know the date off the top of my head. I also love how the top of the can is black instead of your traditional silver can. Look, and this is.
1: The pack is, is great.
0: Great pour, CJ. This has great head retention right now. This is the best head retention we've seen all night, as far as I'm concerned.
1: That sounds so much like a sportscaster, it's unreal. This is the best head retention we've seen all night. This man is really going
2: for it. What can I say? It's I've got really a voice crispy. for radio.
0: <laughs> That's why I started a podcast. you got a
2: face, got a face for radio, Thomas.
0: I have a, I have a face <laughs> for radio <laughs> hidden behind a screen that never turns on. This is sorry.
1: I I, I jump past any descriptions whatsoever. Win for the sip. A, a, a
0: yeasty ta- a, a yeasty tang on the nose. Might is... I say, um,
2: nope. that's sublime. That oh ha ha. ha.
1: <laughs> Nothing has had the yeasty tang that the Hellas Lager from Wayfinders has. Had.
0: No, everything's been a little not... wow. This is... Whoa,
1: this is very spicy and herbal and fun to drink. This is
2: the, to it's got me, some nice orange hints on the back end, kind of lightens it up. But yeah, again. it's got that kind of spice herbal what forward.
1: Um, as we learn how to do tasting episodes, for those of you listening, you, you, you 11 people, uh, just like any other beer we've drank, there's a, a vibrant note of carbonation. There's a very hazy um, yellow color to this beer. Um, I mean, we're drinking fizzy yellow beer tonight, all night long. This is good.
2: It's definitely the darkest beer out of the three that we've had so far. It is. It is, it
1: is, yep. it is the first one skewing toward more of like we're using some more malt build to get this up there. Um, yeah, it's,
0: it's not so straw yellow. It's more like a golden rod, like, like a, a golden...
1: Although although it's 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 claimed to be in the Mexican lager status, I don't get a corny note to it one bit. Um and, and again that's not a positive like again, um the, the corny note to me on the on the flavor was really helping the Belgian beaver beer. I love that corny note and in the right style of beer, but this tastes like just really good barley, really good Munich barley and a very clean fermentation profile. It, and
2: I feel like there's... Super... It almost tastes more like a golden nail.
1: Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Well put. Well, well put. It feels like they are taking a modern look on the quote-unquote Mexican lager. And it, it, um...
0: Well, there's a... rather wordy description on the back of the can. Hit that shit. Um... How do SoCal's favorite reggae punk pioneers, honor their iconic album, 40 Ounces to Freedom, they release their own beer, of course. In celebration of this, Sublime contacted Alesmith Brewing Company to craft this unique brew. As the band Alesmith... What the fuck? I can't fucking read apparently. As Mexican-style lagers are a favorite beer style of the band, Alesmith has brewed a beer that is easily drinkable. Clean, crisp, with subdued you bitterness. You just the whole line. No. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> Fuck me. The, the can's dark. The wording's Again, weird. Again,
1: my name's not on the tech of this episode, so this is all them. This is what they do. Okay.
0: They do. <laughs> Mexican lagers are a favorite beer style of the band. Ale Smith has brewed a beer that showcases grainy, malt-forward sweetness <laughs> and easily drinkable. Mm-hmm. Clean and crisp with subdued hot bitterness to balance makes sublime Mexican lager the go to beer for the hot summer day, the beach, your backyard barbecue, or of course before your favorite concert. What's the ABV on this
1: one again? Tea while you have the can, Freddie? Um, Is it 5 2?
0: Oh, by the way, I just want to point 5. out 2. that on the side of this, it specifically says drink fresh in a that, pint too. glass. At 45 to 50 degrees.
1: Love that. Love
0: that. Considering that the conversation we were just having at 45 to 50 degrees. Uh, 12 Mm. ounce can, 5.2% alcohol by volume. Brewing can by Al Smith Brewing. This
1: is, this is good. San Diego, California. This is delicious. This is fucking delicious. Want more of that in my
2: life.
0: I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm keeping all these cans. Yeah. A because the artwork on them is all Gorgeous. awesome. Gorgeous. And just Yep. It is um
1: it is right back to that honey teddy gram flavor that I love so much from Pilsner Malt. It is floral. It's peppery as fuck. I don't think it's just the carbonic acid. No, effect. no, this
2: is sublime, not pepper. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is a '90s music reference. If y'all don't get it, uh, we'll check your IDs the next time you're in the bar. Uh, <laughs>
0: well,
1: it's this is good, dude. This is really, really good. I mean, I, I, I've come to expect that from Alesmith, but this is uh, fucking tight. This is a, I'm great a fan. Line.
0: Well, considering that, if if that's the case, if 40 Ounces to Freedom came out in 1994, this beer was created 26 years ago. Yeah. And they have had time to really dial that recipe in.
1: It is where the last one, even at this temperature, and it's important to note that we're drinking all these beers relatively at the same temperature, um, where the last one was cloying, this is not.
0: 92. No. 92. Okay, 92 so
2: 28 years ago. Did, did the beer come out the same time as the no, album, or was no the no beer a right. latest Ilesmith thing to celebrate the album? Company
1: back then. No, 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 the Alesmith wasn't even a company back then.
2: The
0: description, uh, yeah. you know, what better way to celebrate the release of their album?
1: Well, I imagine it was an anniversary of some sort, and, and Alesmith uh, being what they are. I imagine that was just a collaboration between bands and, and breweries, but there's Alesmith hasn't been around for 28 years, so uh you know it, it's got to be something uh hit it up look it up we're going to the googles ail I'm
0: on the google when, right now. when in doubt
1: when in doubt just check the old internet i imagine this was like a 20 year anniversary or something like that kind of kind of thing that happened
2: you know it doesn't specify on ail smiths website My well, shit won't even load. What's
1: great is that I'm, I'm checking the packing code and it was packed in this year, so they've made this beer before. They've made it several times. If it's an anniversary beer, um it's fucking good. I'm gonna go ahead and give this a thumbs up, you know. This is this is tasty. I, I agree. Uh, that
2: that one gets a thumbs up.
1: This is good. It's, uh
2: it was to celebrate the twenty fifth anniversary. Twenty fifth okay. anniversary. Twenty fifth anniversary
1: okay. of the album. Yeah.
2: Which was
0: Three years ago. Three
1: years ago. <laughs> so it was, yeah. 2017. Uh, but this this beer that we're drinking was packed this year, so they've made this multiple times now. It's been it's been good enough to make again. Um, and I could crush. I understand a Shitload of this. <laughs> I mean, as, as far <laughs> Dude, as this, it's, are you not getting the peppery note? Are you guys not getting like there's like an?
0: No, getting. The I'm also getting something else that I cannot put my fucking finger on, and it's driving me crazy.
1: it tastes like penny grams in an arugula salad.
2: <laughs> it, it almost tastes Maybe like um, That's what it is. It's that like weird there's astringent a green, there's bitterness a
1: green pepper bitterness that's so wonderful in there. And I mean it's 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 the, not a it's not a flaw. It's just so it's so vegetal and wonderful in there. But it's it's soft. It, it's soft.
2: It is. There's a beer I I am trying to oh um Monkless makes a peppercorn wit and this tastes so much like that. That's the slight pepperiness to it yeah. has so much of that peppercorn yeah. wit yeah. flavor going on to it.
1: It's, it's a, just it's hot on the back end and it's not ethanol. It's just it's spicy. It's not even like black pepper. It's like it's really fun. Like white pepper. It's fun. Just that's a good beer. Whatever you guys did I like
0: it. Alesmith. you He
1: sucked at a lot of things lately, but great. Great job. I'm, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just, I
0: cannot edit you that. You honestly
1: out. and and you can you can go ahead and they'll hear that. It's fine. Um Ale Smith, you guys are great brewers. This beer rocks my fucking socks out. This is dope.
0: That's I that's, cannot I, disagree.
1: That's a
2: good one. And I feel like yeah, the more
1: we drink beer, obviously, uh we forget about the good beers before it. So I'm not gonna not lie and say that I I, I love the Wayfinder beer. That was just that was just easy and perfect. Oh. And the Belching Beaver was yep. not bad, and it had some very good notes to it. But as we're now into beer three, this is fucking good. I just, Dude, I'm, I'm at is. a point where I can say that. This is fucking delicious. Um, and we're still below that 5.5 ratio in alcohol, which makes me so happy. Makes me so happy as I'm, a beer
0: drinker. Yeah. Because if we have
2: been I'm drinking definitely anything, another six pack of that. yeah,
0: if we had yeah. been drinking anything higher in ABV up to this point, I would no longer be able to formulate sentences properly. <laughs> I've had a long day at work. Cool. I haven't had much
2: to eat. Right. right. So right. I'm super happy
0: that these are all low ABVs. We're doing a
1: longer episode on your late night.
2: <laughs> this I is- learned my lesson on uh, the last tasting episode where you guys were splitting 16-ounce <laughs> bottles and I was drinking the entire ones. I'm pouring myself half the bottles right now, Just and I'm going to finish them later before I pass. Take your time.
1: I know. I know. Um, oh, that's it's, so hard, awesome. it's, it's so
2: hard to taste beer for me
1: Obviously Because I, I have a problem with drinking beer But I I, I I want four more ounces Of every one of these beers And just to more, well, to I more analyze them
2: drinking beer. I'm really good at yeah, it I'm,
1: I'm great at drinking beer It's never been a problem for me <laughs> uh, It's been a problem for everybody else around me It's, it's never been a problem for me um, <laughs> oh, Splitting cans of beer. My beers fucking left leg fell asleep So hard because some of these beers Are, are so good I want, I want them all um, the last beer in our tasting, and I will I will personally apologize to the viewers. I have not done my research this this time around. I, I uh, it's been a crazy week with reopenings and and things like that, and trying to figure it out. We're <clears throat> gonna drink a cool ship lager. Let me just go ahead and, <clears throat> and, and 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 quickly define what is a very complicated thing. A cool ship <laughs> is an open fermentation vessel that both cools the beer. And allows natural microbes to potentially get into it by the fact that you just pump a beer up to this big open tank and let it sit. And that's where fermentation occurs. OEC Brewing, which is out of T, Can you help me out? You got
0: the label right in front of you? I do. Sorry. Can you find it? My, my leg is asleep and it's fucking... I know. I'm seeing uh, you Oxford, struggle. Connecticut.
1: So, CT. Connecticut. OEC I'm going to be brewing. entirely honest and say I think and this is the for first beer I've that, ever
0: had. For that, for those it's that certainly don't the know, first
1: OEC bre- brewing beer I've ever had.
0: OEC stands for like three Latin words that I can't read right now. Okay, well, or or dinum, You you yep. read that and tell
1: me. Th- Always excite the cock. Is no, what I'm gonna say that that that's what that means in
0: Latin. Always you read excite. that right?
2: I don't know what it means, but you read it right. Always excite the cop. Okay,
0: I just like I don't know Latin at all. <laughs> it's a Czech style
1: black lager, fermented in a cool ship. Open.
0: Look at that. Heady. Look at that fucking head, dude. Slope, and he he slope.
1: You the didn't wheel. even wait to pour. All right, bring me your glass. This might be a wily one. <laughs> We got this. We got this shit a little warmer than probably its serving temperature should be. I don't know. Well, actually, probably warmer than they recommend. Probably exactly what its serving temperature should be. Um, it's been sitting. Oh, out. that's oh. heady, dude. That's been okay. can maturated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. cool. That's dope.
0: That's that's wonderful. And for
1: it's more brown than black. To be honest, um, I'm not not, yeah. I'm not trying to rip you, yeah. OEC, but it's more brown than black. It's it's darkest fuck in the glass.
0: Well, it depends on out. it depends on the lighting because over the aspect. here, yeah,
1: it depends on the aspect. Over here, it looks <sighs> jet black. Josh, oh, did you already you already get in there?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, <I> did. <laughs> you've been you have been waiting for this beer for a minute. I did two things for you, and I went to wow. a twenty five dollars shipping cost. I Is got it, a Wayfinder the beer, aromatic, which the, I knew the you'd be on about. this. Yeah. And I knew you'd be excited about an up fronted black logger. I did. I did those two <sighs> things for you, dude. You couldn't even wait. I, you couldn't I love even you wait. For we it. can't even do it. I love you yesterday. for a lot of
2: reasons, but especially <laughs> for this. <laughs> oh, it's so good, dude. It's nutty. Okay. It's the, the nose. Light, is pure, it doesn't yeah. sit heavy.
1: The nose is pure almond and coffee. It's pure mm-hmm. macadamia nut. Yeah. and Fucking chocolate. It's roast. It's nut. It's a beautiful fucking melange of grapefruit.
0: But it's light it has that same champagney like playfulness on your on your tongue
1: that's awesome
2: that is a malt beer that i could drink on the hottest summer day like you know yeah like yesterday it was 95 degrees yesterday in bend and i got to work on the patio Yay.
1: <laughs> that's a malt beer i wish i was drinking on hot summer day again obviously we have we have some elevation differences for beer nerds out there, CO two actually falls out of solution very quickly at high eleve- uh, ele- elevation. Elevation? Uh, we live at we live at thirty three hundred feet, right? Is about
0: Uh right? yeah, I'd say it's about thirty three hundred feet right here in Whitefish.
1: And um so
0: And Bend I believe is about 37, 37. thirty seven? Thirty
2: 39? eight thirty nine. I'm just gonna Google it real quick. Uh <laughs>
1: It, it definitely yeah, White changes Fish,
2: the... Whitefish is 3,000 or 3,030. Okay. Uh, and then I think Ben was 3, 3,300. Okay.
0: But you're also talking about a difference in latitude or longitude? Yeah. Whichever one, because we're up here and you're down here.
2: Well, yeah, you're way further north than I am. You're talking about humidity, moisture. I'm at 3,600 feet, expensive. so I'm, at, I'm about 600 feet higher than you guys okay, are right
0: You're literally the same elevation as Olney. Olney's about yeah. 33 to 3,500 feet, depending on where you are at right, out there. Right.
2: Um, I'm at about the elevation of the top of Whitefish Mountain Resort. No, okay. you're not. I think.
0: No, the – the, the no, I'm like midway up 50, Whitefish Mountain Resort 50. right now. The, the summit house is sixty eight seventeen. The base lodge is really? probably is that... about thirty five oh, yeah. because the village is forty eight. It's a it's a two thousand mountain elevation. It's a two thousand foot vertical from the village of chair one. Okay,
2: the... yeah. So I'm at about the base lodge elevation. Okay. Maybe mm-hmm. a little higher than that. Okay.
0: The only thing
1: I want more um, from this beer, and again, it's packaged and we're setting high, is a little more carbonation. The only thing I want from this beer is a little more zippy carbonation. I, it's good though, guys. Seriously, yeah. cool shit. Black it's a good Lager. Beer. It's good beer. It's a good beer. OEC in Connecticut. Well done. Um, Give it a stir.
0: You want some carbonation? It
1: has. It has. Uh, it has no middle notes to me, but I kind of like that. Appreciate the Black Lager. No, you're you kind of helps right keep it alive. There's a, it has a spike a off the palate and it has a finish. It has no middle note to me whatsoever.
0: Yeah, you get initially you get coffee, chocolate, roasty, mm-hmm. nutty mm-hmm. Right off the, right off the bat. Coffee and nut is the big one to me. Yeah. I get, I and get then, coffee and yeah. nut. Yeah. But the back end, you get the, the light Pilsner malt base. Yep. Yep. And Teddy Graham's. Teddy Graham's. Here we are again. <laughs> but the, yeah, you're Teddy right. Grams. There is, n- there's no middle ground.
1: There's there's not a middle note to this beer and I I'm not pissed and about it. And that
0: no, I'm not upset about it either. Uh, it's just that the it. I feel like if very, there was a middle
1: note it would be too much almost. I agree. Like, I agree. I agree. I think I think, so I think it's, and at that I point yeah we're better better that like it turns
0: to like a muddled mess.
1: I think the artisanship in making a dark lager is that you want that immediate hit of robust flavor that is not normally associated with lager.
0: But it finishes clean. But it like finishes
1: a clean as fuck. You don't. You're not lingering. You're not. You're not gonna say like I'm gonna sit on that note like Jimmy Hendrix for fucking twelve minutes. No, 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 no. We we hit it and we <laughs> I, fucking leave it. You, you know. You,
0: you want to know what and I think? If this a, is it's, dope. This is a great if, beer. If a home brewer were to try to make this after this batch, he'd be like, Yo, let me throw some crystal sixty in this and mm-hmm. find that middle note, and then he would hate you, it.
1: You, you just you don't you don't need that. It's this yeah. is such a clean. This is like my morning coffee. For me, for you, coffee drinkers out there, I could dwell on beer for the rest of my life. I could dwell on a plate of food for the rest. No, of my but life. you're right. But I want to drink my black coffee and fucking get it done with. I'm not. I'm not. You know, it's not that I don't appreciate it. I love it. I can't work without it. No, this is. But I just that, house it down. That's that's a this really is good my morning association. Like black this is this is like right a here.
0: morning. Yeah. Like it. It's thin on the body, but it's heavy on the flavor. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: very, it packs, very it much so.
1: Packs a roast punch, which is so great, and, and, and,
0: and I don't mean thin on the body in a bad way.
1: No, no, it's a lager though. It's yeah, a, it's, a, it's it's a lager more more importantly, it's an open fermented lager. Be. So, yeah, it, it's good. It's really good. Oh, it's good. unique. Um, but, I, I I do want a little more carbonic bite from it. I got to be honest and say that. That's fair. And maybe we're drinking the can a little warm. Maybe we we beat it up in packaging. I'm going to give the brewer that credit. It's a great flavored lager um, I want, I want a little more carbonic bite to it. I think they could bring something to it that's a little more refreshing, but man, it's fucking good, dude.
0: Yeah.
2: Makes I, me I, want to I, try more, uh, Connecticut beer because that's the first I've ever had and I'm, I'm impressed.
1: <laughs> I'm always see brewing. You're at least going to make me want to f- seek out your beer a little bit because this is a not an easy style. The dark lager is is a tough style and, uh, uh, you did damn well at it. You did damn fucking well at it. So, man, that's tasty. That's fun. That's super tasty. It's fun. That's, that's a late night campfire, warm night Mm -hmm. beer drinker. Or this,
0: this is a warm day, cool night. Yeah. By the campfire. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Like, exactly. It's it's that's it's a great right about this time, it's about 12, 12 o'clock at night. Look, you're, you you still have some residual heat from the day that's coming off the ground. For eight hours but a the day. The air is cold, you've been pounding the beer for you. You've been
1: pounding Wayfinder Hells, you've been pounding Sublime by Ale Smith, and you're like, I'm fucking tired of this bullshit. OEC oh, Black Loggers,
0: what you fucking jump out next. Sit by the campfire. That is dope. Oh yeah. It's a good beard. Guys. I it's can tell you beer. I and I I will rate this evening's beers this way. For me, it will start with the Sublime as okay, top, top of the game. Okay. That was a fantastic beer. It was great tasty. great work, Al Smith. Wayfinder a very very marginally close second. This Black Logger and then the Buenos Tiempos. Buenos Tiempos from Josh uh,
1: What was your favorite beer tonight?
2: Well, I will say I went into the tasting expecting Wayfinder to be my favorite beer for the evening because I love Wayfinder. And I knew I was probably coming in with a little bit of a bias on that. But that's what I was expecting. End of the day, after tasting the Sublime, I was like, fuck, that's number one. No way anything's going to top that. But then I tasted this. And it eked out the sublime. So for me, it's this sublime wayfinder and then a beaver just because there, there was just that little bit of something missing and a little bit of lingering on yeah. the back that agreed, didn't agreed. quite sell it for me. But I, you know, it was just like one beer getting better than the next and uh, definitely not the order I thought I was going to end in.
1: It's hard. It's hard on a vertical tasting. Um you know, for those out there again listening and want to geek out, always realize that beer tasting, like anything, your palate can only take so many stimulus a day before it's just like, Oh, this is this tastes good or bad. And
0: it's also you all know, subjective.
1: It, it's all subjective. Um, depends
2: on what you did before during the day. Well, exactly. A, what did you eat? It depends on your stress like.
1: level. It depends on so many things.
0: I'm a habitual smoker. My uh. palate is destroyed on a regular basis.
1: <laughs> I'm a habitual beer drinker. My palate's destroyed on a regular basis just because I, I, I calculate this shit so much. Um, my favorite, my favorite beer I drank tonight was still Wayfinder. Really? Yeah. It just was stylistically. It nailed it. It fucking nailed it. Now, let which me, I find let interesting, me, let, me, let me jump on that and say that, that, and I, I'll do something that I don't necessarily recommend, at least for us on these episodes. I recommend it all the time for people tasting, but to go co- like, the, the thing, remember, remember the end of, um, Little Rascals? Mm-hmm. When he wins by a hair, right, in the go-kart race? <laughs> the hair behind him is the Mexican lager from Ailsmith. It's fucking delightful. It's fucking perfect. It's what I want in a Mexican lager. They are two drastically different styles that get compared too readily because we have a we have an immature palate and immature conversation about flavor in America. The Hellas Lager, it's its own thing. The Mexican lager, it's its own thing. The, the light Mexican lager, it's its own thing too. Uh, both these were exceptional representations of style. They were fun to drink. If I if I pulled up and I wanted to have a Hellas, I'd grab the Wayfinder nine times out of ten. If I pulled oh, up, I pulled up and I was like, "Look, I'm about to go rafting and I just need something light and poundable." And I was thinking about a case of Dos Equis. I'd take. This
0: there's an, there's another one that hasn't come up at all tonight. Dos Equis. Oh it, Dos Equis. Oh, yeah, it's, Dos Equis. It's,
1: a, it's a fantastic. So if I if I pulled up and I just wanted a ice cold, brilliant Mexican lager, I'd go with the AleSmith. Time and time again. If I want a classic lager that's going to kind of make me buzz a little bit and feel excited, go to Wayfinder, dude. Go drink that man's beer. That shit's delightful.
2: Dude, Um, for sure.
1: The OEC Cool Ship Black Lager came in third because it's fucking tight. Um, I think there's some things that need to be vamped up about it. I think there's some things that need to be... I think there's some technique that needs to come back to it and kind of make it a little better. But it's beautiful. It's a beautiful beer. Um, Go
0: with 2.6 vols instead of 2.4.
1: Yeah. The, the, the flavor is so tight. The flavor is so tight. It's just the finish that doesn't do it for me. And, well, the, and, and uh, the, the
0: lack of that middle note, while I don't miss it, like even like it's hard if they were like it's kind of like when you when you have a band if you had a a a drummer and a guitar player and a singer it's gonna be very brash you throw in a bass player right. it rounds everything out rounds everything not out. not that I'm looking for something to be overly brash, accentuated right, right, right. you know what I mean but just something to round out like just kind of bridge the gap it's between a, the the it's a good the pilsner bass. It's a and good and lager. and the and yeah. the, the the coffee yeah. nutty forwardness of it, just something to bridge the gap between the two. It's a great logger.
1: It's a good logger, and it's it's hard to yeah. to to knock down the fact that you took a style that is very very hard to achieve perfection in, and you did a fucking damn good job of it. So I don't mean to put you down in third place, OEC, but uh, you're in third place in a tough spider. I mean, you're going up against it. I mean it was a hard it's a hard, hard ball competition. Um the Belching Beaver Mexican Lager comes in fourth to me. It uh, whether it was the way we drank it or whether it was the temperature or all those other things, it just uh, it was it was kind of a yellow fizzy beer for me. It was it was yeah. it was not it didn't taste bad. Yeah. It didn't taste bad. It didn't uh, didn't have any major flaws. That I could tell it didn't have any major reasons why I wouldn't want to drink it. But if I saw it again on the store shelf, I, I'm not sure if I, that would be my first pick. So
2: that, That's the thing. It didn't have any major reasons why I wouldn't want to drink it. Like I would drink it any day of the week. But it also didn't really give me a lot of reason to reach for it right. when I'm looking for something right. to drink.
1: The reach for factor and the re-drink factor is, is pretty low. <clears throat> It it was unins- yeah. it was uninspiring and it, it kind of felt in a way weighty and like they made the beer to be uninspiring and uh, I'll just do my own you know political cry to brewers is don't don't make styles just because they're easy make that's styles because you want to make something. that's why every homebrewer brewer makes ales make styles because you want to make <clears throat> something you know makes make styles because you want to challenge the the ethos of flavor. Um, this beer felt like it was kind of like a gimmick. It felt like it was kind of phoned in and I'm not knocking, not knocking Belching Beaver in any way, but, but, uh, it it felt like the, it felt like it was just kind of like, well, we should make a Mexican lager. So, you know,
2: so here's a Mexican lager.
1: It takes more than that. It takes a lot of, uh, questioning what flavor means to make a good beer. um, Hellas Lager, I mean you could you can go on the internet and find a find any kind of fucking recipe and it's probably right and make a Hellas Lager, but Wayfinder and Kevin Davies, they sit down and they they make this beer that is so so fun to drink, so incredibly fun to drink. And uh so yeah. It's uh let's not minimalize lagers. Let's not make them cheap and ineffective and unfun to drink. I mean Josh and I both, you know, we love lagers. Let's drink some fucking interesting lagers.
2: (laughs) Let's, let's drink some dope ass lagers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my, my one, two, three is a, is a one, two tie with the Mexican lager from, uh, Ailsmith and Hellas. My two to three is obviously the OEC and my four is, uh, is
0: Belching Beaver. And we were all kind of in that same realm. Yeah, you know, like there was. Yeah. There was I think a little, we were all pretty close in on
2: the one, two, three, and
1: the the Hellas and the Mexican. What I want to say is again is the reason that I'm I'm grouping them together as a one, two is is because they're different styles. Yeah, they're both crushable lagers. They're both low ABV, very flavorful, very malt driven, very Teddy Graham, wonderful. Homing rocket loggers. They're just, they're so, their flavor is, it just hits every note it's right off the good. bat. It's good. It's good. It's really good. And this is, and you know, as the wayfinders. I, is I a love little... you
0: guys. It's almost one o'clock in the Woo!
1: morning. We did a long episode for tasting. That's not the story I wanted.
0: <laughs> that. I woke so, up late. I, this is, but, uh, this, this is how I'm going to take us out.
2: Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank we love you Thank you, all. listeners of this podcast. We appreciate you. Comment, subscribe, do the liking. Tasting episode. Three
0: block, first Play-Doh. Final, Final Gravity. Play-Doh. The Viking Peaches in Bend, Oregon. The Groovy Bear. CJ. And as always, your inconsistently consistent hosts, Cousin T. We will catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in. Peace out, y'all. We will catch you on Play Doh 3. The flip side. Next time around. Lowrider, Donnie. Donnie, lowrider. Donnie,
2: lowrider.